Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. So, before we dive into my conversation today with my beautiful friend, Georgie, uh, Georgina Durkin. I just wanted to set it up for you guys a little bit. Just give you like the official bio of this magical being that we are about to have uh, a conversation with and who you uh, get to meet. I've been lucky enough to know Georgie for a little while now. And uh, every single time that I come in contact with her, whether it's through, um, you know, professionally, like me having a session with her or inviting her into uh, my group, The Nest, as a guest teacher, hearing about her from uh, my own clients and Nest members who I have referred to her, uh, and also just like as a friend, as a girlfriend, as a deep beloved friend, I always walk away feeling, I always say like more like myself and more grounded and just in a really kind of balanced and you know, her energy is so incredible. I just love her so much and I'm wicked excited. I'm just so excited that I get to share her with you. It's one of the reasons why, you know, I started a podcast was, yeah, because I got a big mouth and I got a lot of things to say, but also because um, I wanted to be able to share the work um, of people who I love, or admire, and respect, or people who I think are doing incredible things in the world, and giving them also, you know, and some of them are, you know, are very well known and they have their own platforms and all of that. But, you know, I have a lot of friends too who I just want to uh, spread the word, spread the good word, and spread the love about. And Georgie is one of those. And so uh, Georgie is what is called an intuitive therapist. And she's also affectionately known as the soul whisperer. And she helps people all around the world discover who they truly are. You know, she helps people to connect with the truth of their own souls. And she helps them to ask, access the power within themselves uh, to free themselves of the barriers and the blocks that they might be carrying. And she helps them to create a life that they truly love. Uh, and she's created a transformative system of coaching and healing over the last 15 years. And she is on a mission. <laughs> She's on a mission to teach and guide people all over the world to see the infinite possibilities that there are for them and to see that they can receive uh, everything that they dream of and that they can come home to, to, to who they truly are and to live a life that feels not only free, uh, but totally joyful. And she helps people to do this work from uh, Ireland. She, you'll hear, as soon as you hear her voice, you're going to be like, oh my God, I'd love to listen to her talk because she has the most beautiful voice. So it is a happy honor, not only to share this conversation with my beautiful friend, with all of you today. So thank you so much for being here. Um, but I'm also wicked happy to report 
Clean your ears. Listen up to this one, you guys. So I'm wicked happy to report that Georgie is going to be a recurring uh, teacher in the nest. We are going to be collaborating and she's going to be coming into my spiritual membership and community, the nest uh, bi-monthly. So every other month to do what are called uh, group soul sessions. And I am so jazzed. Like I, I am just like giddy with excitement uh, about it. It is such an incredible element and bonus for anybody who decides to join the nest. So you guys, the nest, but when you, when you guys are hearing this, this, this uh, episode, when you're hearing this, if you can hear the sound of my voice, then my guess is that the nest is currently open. We are in an open doors situation. So remember, I only open up the doors to the nest to the public twice a year. And uh, if you're listening to this in September, this is one of those times. So the nest is going to be opening up. Um, uh, let's see, September, I want to say September 13th. I should better, better get it right. Yep, September 13th. And then it closes, doors close on the 20th, on the full moon. Um, and so if the doors are open during that time and you want to join the nest, now is the time. And we're going to have such an incredible experience together. We already do. The nest has been around for over a year. It has proven itself. It's incredible. Uh, and I'm just, like I said, totally honored and jazzed that uh, Georgie is going to be one of the recurring guests. So if you want a little, you want a little KK, a little Georgie, and also my other beautiful friend, Meg Haynes, who is also a powerful, intuitive and spiritual teacher, um, who's going to be teaching all about embodiment practices and quarterly energetic uh, sessions. You got to check this stuff out. You guys, all I'm saying. So just go on over to karenkenny.com, the nest, uh, and we would love to have you check it out. And uh, just sit back, relax, grab yourself a little beverage, refreshment, some tea, some warm water, whatever it is that makes you happy. Grab a cozy blanket and settle in for this amazing conversation with the beautiful Georgina Durkin. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Ketty Show. I am so excited. I am wicked excited, extra excited, more excited than I normally am. And you guys know I'm already pretty, pretty high energy excited. <laughs> But one of my beautiful friends, my dear beloved friends, who I just love, 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 and, and more importantly, uh, respect, deeply respect um, her as a person and as um, a spiritual teacher and the work that she does in the world. She's highly and deeply in integrity. Um, so much so, I love Georgie so much so, uh, and I'm wicked picky, P.S. I'm wicked picky about who comes into my world in terms of um, who I share with my people, like in the nest, in my membership, my clients and stuff like that. And not only do I refer people to Georgie, but I have her, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but just a little kind of like a little pop of letting you know how much I trust and love her is that I invite her and put um, my members in my spiritual community into her care and that's a really big that's a really big deal and if you already heard the introduction you heard me gush and talk about how much i love her but in case you're somebody who likes to fast forward things and skip over the intro you might have missed it so georgie georgina durkin thank you so much for being on the show and i'll just give a little taste which is georgie is what we call an intuitive therapist and you might be like, what is that KK? Well, you're going to find out. Just stay tuned. So she's an intuitive therapist and she's also affectionately known as the soul whisperer. And what George, one of Georgie's greatest gifts is she describes it this way, that she's here to guide you home to your true self, to the light and to the love within. And we're going to dive all into this. So first of all, hi, Georgie. Welcome to the show. 
Oh, I, I'm quite, like, I don't get speechless, but I'm like, that's probably the best introduction I think I've ever had. And it's, I, I resonate with every word because I feel the same. It's like who you choose to be at your table. I think now we've even got to be even more conscious of that. So I feel very humbled and blessed to, to be here from the other side of the world to just speak and share and, and, and for us to, you know, allow our, our home truths to, to come out together because I know when we connect it's like we bring those the truth out and we have these incredible conversations that just I'm so happy that we actually get to share it today you know we get to to release it into the world and uh, hopefully in that process we'll help and guide and support and nurture other people to to really share their truth and and um, and be you know be at home yeah a hundred percent and you guys you know so many people will often comment on my accent but georgie here's another bonus of having her on the show you get to just listen to her talk because georgie has the best accent you can tell she has a nice irish accent she's in ireland we can talk a little bit about that because i have a few questions about that as well um but just getting to i always say i can just listen to georgie talk and something in me just quiets and settles you know is something beautiful about the lilt and the rhythm of your speech and your uh, timber of your voice. And uh, that's that's part of your gift too, I think. Just sounding the way that you sound is amazing. And you might've heard her, you guys, she said something about um, being at my table. And um, I, I think I'm also at her table. And what she's referring to is I did this episode about um, how I'm such a like hashtag dork, hashtag nerd. Like I'm a total fan of Merlin the magician and magic and the cave, his cave in Tintagel, like all the magic that comes around this. And I was talking about the Knights of the Round Table. Uh, and Georgie and I were having a conversation around the time that I did this podcast episode about who's at your table. When I think about the Knights of the Round Table, like there's 13 seats you get one of them because it's your table and who are you inviting into that intimate space of your life um, maybe both personally and professionally but who are the people who are at your table and i always say to georgia you know you always have a seat at my table and that's what she's talking about and then the last thing before we dive in and i start asking you questions is i'm wearing my uh divinely guided shirt just just on special occasion because if there's anybody that i know in my world who is 100 divinely guided it is my beautiful friend georgie so <laughs> Georgie, just thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you and love you so much. And one of the things I wanted to ask you, because it's like, okay, fucking soul whisperer, right? So like, how does one, uh, people always wanna know, like, what is that? How does one become that? And so often when we get introduced, whether it's on um, a, your guest teaching in somebody's program or you're on stage or you're on a podcast or whatever, people come out they do these fantastic introductions about how amazing we are. You know, here we are as adults and we have our businesses and we're serving people, blah, blah. And I'm always wicked curious though about the little kid who became the soul whisperer. So can you just start us off with just like, when you were little, not, we're gonna get to the teenage years and the trauma in the story, but like when you were a little girl, like what were you like? Do you remember? kind of how you were in the world and uh, what kind of a kid you were. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Mm -hmm. There's so many things as you're talking there. It's like how you become, it's like, 
I would not have chosen the, I mean, if, if, if you're choosing from the mind, the mind doesn't choose it. So it's not like you can decide tomorrow, I'm going to be a soul whisperer and, and, and just decide that's what I'm going to do. But as a kid, um, I always felt, and I think this is a common thread among people that are connecting to what you can't see yes. and what, what, what others can't see or hear is a feeling of um, sadness in the world because you're sad that no one else can understand what you're understanding, can speak the language that you're speaking. So overall, people will say, I felt lonely, I felt confused, but I think overall it's a sadness within you that 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 then grows and can be labeled as a you know, depression or, you know, yes. they're just anxious or they're just lost or they're just, but actually it's a sadness because you recognize that you are um, not understood, not really seen, that you're connecting with the world with, 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 with energy, with, with, um something greater than what your family or your um people can see and so that's sad because when you connect with joy yes. and love and something so special the the, the natural inclination is to want to share that yeah share that joy share that love so when you're a kid and you can't share that or you're trying to share it and no one gets it mm -hmm. what's that gonna be like it's gonna be sad because <gasps> i can feel something it feels wonderful nobody else seems to be able to see it or hear it nobody's understanding me i don't feel um they get it oh that's so sad that i don't have anyone to share this with so I think as a child that the overriding feeling was one of, of, of sadness. I remember feeling quite sad, quite alone. Now, parents separated very young and, and um, but I always felt like sensitive and overly, like I could feel things and hear things and, and how I would do it, how, how I think it, 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 I worked it out was I would, you know, always remember kind of acting out little plays and little oh, kind of you know with your yes. like balls and like you're talking out loud but you're talking in words that I think and like they probably didn't even get at the time but you know I was acting out what what I was hearing and feeling and um I loved kind of the drama like just just <laughs> acting you know because I think that's how you channeled these these energies that were like it's like Oh, you, you know, your voice is just being used because I do all the healing through my voice. So, um, you know, when I'm when I'm working with people, it's all through the voice. I don't put my hands on them when I'm channeling their spirit, their soul. Use and it's like your soul hijacks my voice and uses it to speak to you. Yes. So I think from an early age that was being um, strengthened by me, like acting out these stories, using my voice, talking all the time, talking to little characters, making up characters, making up like, things back to your soul, trying to strengthen that voice that it, it allows itself to be used by, by other energies. Like it allows that channeling to happen. So I do believe I was doing it from a very young age, yes. um, but I have to experience pain and sadness and, and, and all those things from a young age so that I could so that I can connect with that energy so I can um, also understand and feel and, and understand people and have that compassion and empathy and all I now see the whole purpose of it. But, but, 
but that's for me as a kid i was i was i think quite quite intense quite sad and also had a, had that that sensitivity to yes. um to people empathy compassion wanting to help and also had this dramatic energy that like used to like these roles these characters used to come through me so yeah and and i used to play with that and it, and i'd enjoy the time on my own i don't yes. think much has changed <laughs> but i i you know that that's I, I what i remember um yeah that's what i remember yeah it's so powerful so let's speak to that a little bit because um i was uh, i was guest teaching in meg's uh divine feminine mastery group mm -hmm. last night and I think I said something, I think this is where I said it, but I was talking about how, you know, as little kids, I was saying, oh my God, I was such a wicked, sensitive little kid. Mm -hmm. And on some level, I think that we're all empathic and we're all incredibly sensitive. But I do believe, just like, you know, how my sweetie, like my sweetie came through, I always jokingly say, like when, when my sweetie came, like the soul was in the body and about to go on the conveyor belt out into the world, you know, that like God leaned down and like touched his forehead and said, musician. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I really believe that we all have access to these gifts or these, you know, the, the attunements, let's call it, the ability to align to something beyond the body, beyond just the, the meat puppet, right? But I do think that some people are more finely attuned. I think some people come through with certain gifts. Would you um, say yes or no to that? Do you think? Oh yes, and yes, and we do. And then we 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 because it because I believe it's your purpose to yes. recognize those gifts and then share them with the world. Uh, and I believe that people do come in, but then they do get given conscious choice. So then they have to choose it. So it's like they have to take the, the brave and courageous steps to um honor those those gifts so like every evening and evening prayers i will always thank god for my gifts and surrender them back to god to say use what what do you need me to do with these gifts these aren't like mine i was given these to share with the world so how do you need me to share them yes and so i have to keep every day choosing to share those gifts um with the world so i do believe we are given certain uh gifts that have certain purposes and then we have to consciously choose to recognize yes. those and choose to share them um and uh that I believe is fulfilling your purpose fully is when you share them onto the world in some way, shape or form. Doesn't have to be publicly, doesn't have yes. to be maybe with just a recognition. I'm good at this. I've been given this. It's sacred. Let me use it. Yes. Even if it's just for me, let me use it. And how do I need to use this? Yeah. How, how do you want me to use this God, universe, source, whatever? How do you want me to use this? Always surrendering it and, and saying like, how do you want me to use this? So yeah, I believe I've been given um, the gift to see people's souls and hear people's souls clearly. So hear their truth, hear their soul, um, see what, what, what we can't just see with the naked eye 
feel what we can't just feel on, on my senses are heightened. Like my, yes, we always jokes. Like if someone's cooking a curry, like two streets down, I'll smell it. Like my sense of smell, my senses. You are have heightened. what you have, what I call a super sniffer. Super uh, sniffer. I, I'm I, old. Yeah. Yeah, super, super. I'm like, my senses are super heightened. So um, that's, you know, people think, oh, that's so cool. I'm like, yeah, but and it also comes with like serious responsibility and you have to take serious amount of care with it. So it's like, I have to do things every day to make sure that those senses are honored, are healthy, are, um, you know, taken care of so that they function for the highest good of all. A hundred percent. I mean, there's so much in there that I want to respond to. Um, one of them I'll just say is like, in A Course in Miracles, there's a line that I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically like God calls everybody, but not everybody chooses to answer. And I think that's part of what you're saying. It's right. Like some of us, and I think one of the other things that's important to mention, and I can see this obviously in you and myself and my other friends who have certain, um, you know, skill sets, which is like, we all do, we all have gifts of our own kind. It's like, I always say to people, we're all creative. Like some of us choose to really give it the attention and we run with it. We become writers and dancers, artists, painters, musicians, whatever, but we are all given it. Like when we're all, I always jokingly say when we're on the conveyor belt, every kid gets an imagination. Every kid gets creativity. We all get it. But there is such a responsibility to respect the gift, but also like I'm thinking about what you were talking about your childhood. If you're a little kid who is gifted, but you're not in an environment where other people can see it, understand it, foster it. They might even be afraid of it. Like think about all the witches, right? Like, oh, you're all a bunch of witches that they had to like kill off, right? Because they were misunderstood for their gifts. So there's so much to this conversation about, first of all, recognizing it within yourself, because I know a lot of people who are either audio clairvoyant or clairvoyant or audio, all the different ways, the touch, the hearing, the channeling, all the different things your little nervous system. Sometimes it's just like, what's happening. And if you don't have somebody who's gone before you, like an auntie that also has the gift or, you know, sometimes I see people who'll say, oh yeah, this runs in the family. All the women in the family have like this gift. Right. And so, um, something within you though, because it sounds like you weren't seen, you weren't heard, you weren't understood. And then on top of that, and this is a little bit further down, you get labeled a very particular thing, which I want to talk about in a minute. But I just think like it, it does, it makes my heart just like sad for like all the people who have a gift where then, you know, it's like the light can get dimmed because it's not being nurtured and nourished for a thousand different reasons. So when you're saying though, when you have the gift, when you recognize you've been called, it is a responsibility because I look at my sweetie and no doubt, right? Multi-instrumentalist, singer, songwriter, musician, all the different things you can be. Um, but he sits his ass down every day and he practices and he does the work. And he, so there's a, the craft element to it, which I think what you're saying is every day you ask, you know, I keep a little post-it note here. Uh, you know, I always say, cause I'm a little stupid in case I forget, you know, joking, joking. Uh, it says, you know, use me for God's holy purpose and function. And, and anytime I start to try and 
grab the wheel back. Every time I try to start to like run the show, I like look down and I'm like, hey, psst, eh, psst, eh, right? Every morning turning, turn. I say the same prayer every morning where, you know, you know this prayer, have, have me go, you would have me go, have me do what you would have me do, have me say what you would have me say and to whom. Please use me is one of my, and it sounds like yours too, greatest prayers like, please help me to take these gifts that I've been given and the skills that I accrue, like you just became a Chopra certified meditation instructor, right? So we also are doing the damn work to expand and deepen. And um, so we understand that we can do this work with integrity, stay in alignment because we recognize, oh, we recognize the responsibility that we have especially if we're going to try and start to support and be in service of other human beings or souls. Oh, it's, yeah. I mean, we could talk about this for hours, but it's also a responsibility to my younger self that went through hell and back that I, I'm responsible that, you know, she went through all of that. And we'll talk get, about that in that, a Yes. She went through all of that to get me to, to acknowledge the gifts I had and to, um, to choose it. So by me not respecting it or not honoring it or not using it, I'm disrespecting my actual inner self. I'm disrespecting my inner child. I'm disrespecting that girl that went through all of that to get to, to, you know, say, here's the, the sword, I'm passing it to you. Yeah. And I say, oh, that stupid sword, I'm just going to throw it on the ground. I'm going to leave it there, you know, instead of me shining it and picking it up every day and learning how to use it and learning how to use it. So it, it's, it's an honoring of myself as well. So yes. really important that you honor your, your past pains and your, by, by, by using your gifts that, you know, because you're honoring yourself. You're honoring everything you've gone through to get you to this point. So, um, but we, we, you know, integrity and authenticity are hugely um, important to me yes, that I'm absolutely. teaching from a place of like, I'm not telling you or asking you or guiding you or suggesting anything to you that I have not walked and felt and moved through and continually to show up on a, on a healing session I put hours of work in to yes. get myself in the highest vibration I possibly can to hold space with you so that you feel that love emanate through everything that is coming out of my mouth. And that's work. And that's, you, you cannot, it, you know, people think being a spiritual teacher or a healer sounds like the most lovely thing <laughs> How wonderful. And that just sounds like you're serving in the great. Oh, it's a, it's a lot of responsibility, a lot of work. Yes. Um, a lot of inner work, a lot of showing up, a lot of um, just, yeah, responsibility. And, but I mean, the greatest responsibility, because I feel like it's, it's, um, it makes sense of everything I've gone through in my life. So every time I connect into those gifts, they make sense of every pain in my life. It makes sense of everything. Put it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Double amen hands, as I always say. <laughs> and I want to get to, like, I want to, at some point in a little bit, I want to get to, um, as best we can, just to talk about 
the work that you do and what a session with you might look like. But before we, we talk about that in detail, um, we've alluded to, um, so here was this young girl, felt misunderstood, sad, whatever. Your parents got separated when you were three, so really young. So immediately there's trauma, right? So you have trauma, deep sensitivity. It's like the powerful combination for things could go like a lot of different ways, but it could have gone not well at all, or it could have been like, you become like a people pleaser and a perfectionist and an overperformer, right? We know there's a lot of ways that that could have gone. But one of the things in your story that really stands out, and this is the part of the story that I really want you to tell, um, is, is there comes that time where, which also leads to another question I want to ask in a little bit and how it re refers to other people about this concept of how am I going to be perceived by others if I start to talk about this work that I do, right? Because there's a particular word that begins with a C that, we, that I want to talk about. But so tell us what happens then when you're a little bit older, because this I think is really the impetus where you um, get wicked clear Mm -hmm. about who you are, how you are, and the voice you're going to start listening to now. So can we talk about that difficult, when we kept saying that, all that stuff that I went through, like, I want to talk about that. Okay, we can, you know, childhood was, you know, step parents coming in, not so nice, um, abuse, bullying, physical, sexual, mental abuse, um, mm. trying to squash my light, trying to squash, you know, that's, that's, feeling completely misunderstood nobody knows nobody understands holding all that shame um eventually you know so so thinking that school is my safe place academics is my safe place uh if i can just be like the perfect student and, and I'll, I'll, i will um you know i'll be loved everyone will understand me then because i'll be you know a doctor or i'll be something i'll just do that and then you know, I'll get the, 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 the recognition, the understanding, the, the approval, the, all of that. So mm -hmm. went through school and then eventually just started to go, this is, this is, I was actually in school and starting to pass out a lot. So I'd be sitting in class and I just keel over like, boom, gone. And now I understand that it was like, energy working through me, like picking up all the energies of the people in the class. And it's just overload, boom, boom, body just keels over for like a minute or two. So obviously I went through all the tests and CAT scans and blah, blah, blah. Nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong. I'm like, what the hell? You know, there has to be something. You don't just keel over in your chair. <sighs> and uh, so that was kind of left. Nobody understood it. Then left school, went to college, got great grades, went to Trinity College in Dublin, blah, did business, business. I'm like, laugh at it now. Like, what? But, you know, you get the grades, that's what you do. So I went to a counselor then because I started to really, like, I was like, starting to even cut myself I was like there's pain in there and I have to get it out nobody's listening and nobody understands and I'm feeling all this huge emotion and uh I was told it was great like I was locked in a literally I was locked in a psychiatric hospital and just 18 so I was in an adult facility because it's 18 in a nice private cushy one where they literally put me in a room on my own took everything off me uh for four months they drugged me so that I did not know what way was up. I was literally in the bed, 
waiting for the next round of medication. And then they said, you know, you're not getting better. Nothing's changing. We're going to do electric convulsive therapy or electric shock therapy. So, okay. Let, let's just, I want to pause for a second. Okay. Yeah. Because this is a lot. This is mm -hmm. a lot. So you have this young, sensitive girl who mm -hmm. then has the separation of her parents. Then you have like the step parents. Then you have physical, emotional, and sexual abuse happening to you. Mm -hmm then so that that's that trajectory into like i'll just be perfect i'll just be smart i'll do all the things right just like sucking it up and stuffing down all this pain mm -hmm. and then of course it's like trying to find a way out so now we're cutting ourselves we're keeling over like we're passing out in school like all these things are happening and this is the part that i that i just want to get a little clarification you go to see a therapist which is i'm assuming like a counselor or whoever yeah. right yeah. who's supposed to be like hopefully helping you but what happens, like, how does one all of a sudden find themselves in a psychiatric, like, do your parents commit you? Do they yeah. ask you yeah. if you want to go? Like, what happens? They tell you. So, so remember, this is 20, so I'm nearly 43. So this is like, I'm 18, so it was over 20, 23 years ago. Sure. 23 years ago in Ireland, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> mental health was not, those were not words that were used. They're only starting to be used now, really. We really, yes. you know, are honest with it, but, but, you know, we can't understand what's wrong with you. Um, we don't have the time. We don't have the ability. We don't have the language. We don't have the understanding. We have medication and we have psychiatric hospitals for, so we're going to put you in there for your safety. That's what ah. they, that like to make sure you're safe and you don't do anything that we can't then be accused of not you know, looking after you, say you decide you're gonna, you know, cut yourself more or commit suicide. We don't want to be responsible for that. So we're gonna put you in there and that's safe. It's like a container. Gotcha. The parents don't know what to do. What's wrong with her? Oh my God, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Put her, put her in there, it's safe. And I don't have to deal with it. I don't have to see it. I don't have to see it. I don't have to see the pain. I don't have to gotcha. see it. So. So, you know, because it is hard as a parent to watch your child in pain. It's very, very hard to sit with that. You want to make it better. I get that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, she looks like she's in pain. She's, you know, not eating. She's cutting her. Ah, ooh, I don't want to see that. That's like bringing up all my shit. Where was I? Oh, <laughs> I don't want to see that. Oh, my God. So so let them deal with it. And uh, medication that makes you you not do anything. You know, you're 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 just numb and uh, electric convulsive therapy, which has been used on what we've seen as crazy people. Yeah. Well, we call um, it in America, electric shock therapy. Yeah. It's like yeah. what it is. Yeah. Uh, I was one of the youngest people they've ever done it to in the country. Um, I remember saying no. And they said, well, there's no other option here for you. If you want to get out of here, this is what we have to do. Sign the form. I could have signed anything. I did not know what I was signing. I was drugged to my eyeballs. Oh. So, you know, okay. and, and I know I'm interrupting you, but I'm interrupting yeah. you to acknowledge that I interrupt you because you were saying something important, which is electric shock therapy or elective convulsive therapy, which they have done to plethoras of some of the most creative and genius yeah. people. So yeah. I want to I want to acknowledge that I don't want to skip over that. So please continue. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, when we don't understand something, we got to quiet it down. It's like, you know, that's, that's it. So, I mean, I remember, I remember it like, you know, being put in the bed and 
waking up and not knowing your name, you, your, your memory is completely gone. Um, you read the same page of the book over and over again. So if you didn't think you were crazy before, you certainly think you're crazy afterwards. Here we go. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and I was, they did twice a week for weeks. I was a shell. And then it was literally like, and I was writing a diary the whole time in the hospitals. I, I have them. Yes. Um, it's actually unbelievable when I read them now because there's language and words that if I tried to use now, I wouldn't even be able to. Like I was connecting with source in a way that, and if anyone doubts that there's a connection, if you read those, like and it, there's no way I could have even known what I was writing, the language, the words, the, the um, yeah, I mean, I could tell you another story about those diaries, maybe I'll, but, but um, I remember one night after one of the, the therapies, trying to remember my name, trying to access, and like, nobody tells you, you're just in a room, you're left in the room on your own afterwards with magazines or something, just lie there, and uh, I, I heard the voice, it was voice of God, call it whatever, it was source, you know, get up out of that bed, this is not the answer, you are not going to heal here. This is I. This is all for a reason. I'm going to use you. This is going. You're going to help people. And I remember it so clearly. And I remember the next morning, this like psychiatrist who was one of the top psychiatrists in the country coming to do his rounds. And I said, "I'm leaving. This is not the answer for me." And he said, "There's no way you can leave here. You're on a huge amount of medication. You know, you'll have withdrawals. You'll be back in here tomorrow. You have nowhere to go. Blah blah blah. Nowhere to go. No family wants you." there's nobody that's going to take on that responsibility. And I said, I'm leaving. I put my stuff in a black bag. I left it there. I said, someone will collect that. I walked out. I hadn't been outside in months. Oh I walked out, got on a bus, got on a train to a friend's house and stayed with him for months and went to healers, therapists. And that was, I came off all the medication. And this is just my path. This is, I'm not saying that, you know, that ever do this, yes. but it, I would, I had no withdrawals. I, and that was the last time I ever took, you know, any medication, antidepressants, anything like that. I didn't have the withdrawals they said I would have. I started going to healers. I started going to teacher. I was guided completely to the people to go who looked at me and knew exactly what it was, was able to put the language on it, took my diary, oh. you know, took my diaries and said, how did you write that? How, like, this is just, you know, your channel. Look at what this is. Read this book and they give me books written by, you know, other teachers that, you know, come before. I was like, oh my God, they wrote what I wrote. wrote. And so then it all started to come together and made sense. And that, that was, that was it. That was the start of me recognizing what I was here to do. And, um, there was a lot more painful things after that, that constantly, I mean, I, I truly believe I go through things first and then, and then I understand it, make sense of it, bring it into, um, I embody it yes, and, uh, bring it down into this physical field. And then I can word it and share it and help others. So it's like, um, I, I sometimes have to go through things and um, mm -hmm. like I've had near death experiences and um, fertility treatment. It's like I go through these things. So then, and then I have clients that just come and they come with the same. Now you have a point of um, not only um, understanding, but you, that's one of the things that great spiritual teachers do is we would say in A Course in Miracles is uh, I always say we save you time, energy, and suffering 
because mm -hmm. we can't go through it for you, but we can certainly, I call it making your report. We can report back. Like, this is what my experience was. This is where, oh, I can recognize this, you know, da, 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 da. here's some things that might be helpful, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's so powerful when you say, oh, I had to go through them first. And then what's so amazing, I think of it like, oh, I can take that, like in your case, right? That fertility treatments, like becoming a mom of twins, right? Like, oh, I can put that here. Oh, I can take that here. Like, it's like your little whole, you know, your spiritual, spiritual toolkit, as I call it. And then people come in and it's like, you can meet them in that place of understanding. Yeah. And there is nothing better, I think, for people than to feel seen and heard mm. and understood. Yeah. And there's a language, there's a shared language where you no longer feel like you're crazy or like what's going on. So it's like interesting. It's like that level where we're like, man, it like sucked. That was fucking hard. And then you're so grateful that you've had the experience because it allows your heart to expand and your capacity to bear witness to other people's suffering and not turn away. And I think that's one yeah. of the things that, um, you do so well and Meg does some so well and uh, not to be arrogant. I think I do so well is that I bear witness and I'm able mm -hmm. to sit with people in their suffering and in their pain. And, but let me say, like, let me say that there, I, re I resisted this, like <laughs> spirit was asking me to do the work and to, to be here. <laughs> and I was like, no, way all my friends are like in finance or you know getting mortgage you know doing the thing i am not going to do this this is i'm going to be told i'm even more crazy if i come out and say this and i was so afraid that i'd be you know back in a hospital or or, or you know rejected by by society and just seen as the crazy one well you've been in hospital before if you come out now and say you're a healer or you know you're going to be marched back in there they're just going to go well she has seriously lost it now and you know through in Ireland like generations of you'd be locked in a, in a mental asylum for, for having gifts like this so there was a deep fear of like if I come out and say this I'm going to be locked up again and but so I'm and I'm also very practical and I make spirituality very practical and simple it's not it's not woo, -woo to me but I didn't want to be like seen as that kind of yes. because to me it was very simple and very very like no you got to live this this is simple this is not up in the cloud stuff and so but things happened that i could not logically argue with and it's like spirit kept banging me over the head <laughs> like, going, like i mean like paintings like painting just painting in front of me um you know, to things like, you know, literally signs coming out, then I'd be channeling it, you know, someone's spirit that I could not possibly have known that about them. I, I, I had never met them before. Some of the died, I, I, I channeled their, their, to their family, you know, about things I couldn't possibly have known. There was too many, too many things that I just had to surrender. I was like, okay. Yes. I cannot explain this. I have to accept. And, and it was my husband going, the most logical person. He's like in numbers and spreadsheets and total logic. <laughs> and he, he's standing beside me as I'm channeling these things. And he's like, oh my God. Like, I knew you could do it. But when I see you, I can't, I can't explain it, but it's real. And you can't and argue with it. You can't, you, got, you can't fight it. it. You can't fight it. 
I, he saw the paint, the painting. He's seen things happen that he just goes, there's no way I can explain this. So that's when I surrendered and went, okay, that's it. And, and since then, I just, I, I don't even have to understand this. That's the thing. I don't have to understand it with my mind. I trust it so deeply. It is love. It is the highest love and it always leads to the highest good. Always. Yes. It's so powerful. And so there's a few things that I want to, uh, you know, when you, when you basically, when we say, I always say we stop fighting reality, we stop fighting what is, that really is the surrender is surrendering yourself. Again, whatever you call it, whether you call it God or source or universe or whatever is you, you, you accept, you've accept your assignment. I always say the assignment is alignment. So you accept, accept the assignment that you have been given this, you've been called, you've been called. And then you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to pick up the bat phone. I'm going to accept, you know, God's calling collect. Am I going to accept the charges? It's like, okay, accept the charges. I'm going to do it. Um, but it's not like back to your point where, you know, that comment of people think, oh, I became this. It's like, no, you were called, you were called to do this. And it's just whether or not at some point you say yes, yes, to that, yeah. that yes to that and and i think one of the wait do you want to say something about that before i, mean, I move on I have to, you have to say yes every day it's not like i said yes 20 years ago and that's that's it <laughs> i have to like every day say yes how do i serve today use me use me every single day with my conscious choice yes. i have to accept the call because we have free will and we could yeah, say no yeah. Yeah. i i could Today, you know, I could say, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it today. No, not in the mood. Not just it's like. <laughs> not in the mood. Hey, God, yeah. P.S., not in the mood today. <laughs> not in the mood today. No, sorry. I was like, yeah, sorry. No, that's not. No, no, I'm going to keep banging you over the head. And truly, when, when I had sort of, an, I knew I, I had that near death experience when I, when I gave birth. Um, I felt everything then was like, oh yeah. Okay. So I believe you get these, uh, you get these, um, big shifts that it's like, you can't, it's like the next level. So it's like, just in case you were questioning, I'm going to bang you, you know, I'm going <laughs> to oh. give you a big loud call just in case you ever doubt what you're here to do just because i have a lot of work ahead so i just need you to kind of level up a little bit so we can <laughs> often get these like big big I, like promotions promotion. like, yes, you yes. know you've got a lot of work ahead of you in the next few years so i'm just gonna upgrade you i'm just gonna <laughs> sort of upgrade the operating system and, you know, I have to shut it down often to, offer, to, to upgrade. I have to turn yes. you right off. So I have to turn the ego right off. I have to turn the mind right off. I have to shut you down to upgrade this new system. And they can often be very dark, painful. Yes. Dark night of the soul. On yes. my, from a near-death experience where I had to choose to come back to, you know, just on the floor in, in total desperation. That is often that you're getting upgraded for something that's ahead that requires a level of courage and bravery and love and your whole system's getting rebooted. So that's my, I, I believe always that like, you know, they say the darkest before the dawn, but it's like, what is that? It's like your, your ego is getting 
pulled apart, like is in shut off so that you can access this newness that's coming in. And if you can trust that and kind of go, maybe there's something great coming ahead of this dark or, you know, coming after this darkness, yes. if I just surrender and sort of trust that I'm getting upgraded here and yes. there's like something ahead for me that this is all going to make sense. Like this pain, it's going to make sense when I see what's next. Yes, I 100% agree. And I've had my own dark nights. I, I remember I was describing it to one of my friends, Bill, and I said, it was like some part of me was dying. I said it was a rebirth. I was really some, it was like a new, you say like KK two point, whatever, right? It was like being reborn. It's like, there's a thousand metaphors, like a shake, like a snake shedding its skin. It's like, but when you're in it, when you're like right in it, it's like some part of you is not sitting there like, oh, I'm so grateful for this experience because I'm up leveling and I'm going to come out of this with more, you know, like when you're in it, you're like, what the fuck? This is painful. This is like you're like you said, you're knocked. You're just like, oh, my God. But I think keep, I would say keeping my sense of humor and remembering that. You know, if I am loved and all there is is love, then this is in service to it too. I don't, I don't always say, I don't have to understand it or like it, <laughs> but when right. we trust it, you know, creating, you know, the power of daily spiritual practices is strengthening that faith, that trust, that connection. So that when the difficult times where you feel like you're bumping up against yourself, you can't get out of your own friggin' way, you know, the whole thing, it's like, oh yeah been here before. Like if, if, a, if this is that peak of sanity where you're like, oh yeah, I've been here before. This is going to be okay. But I think it's also why it's important to have other people around you, like whether it's your girlfriends or your family or whatever, at least one person who understands and speaks a similar language and gets like, you know, like having like an anchor person who, and not, we don't always have them. Sometimes we have to do, it's required to do it all on your own, mm -hmm. but what a gift to have somebody else that can say to you, like, um, uh, I maybe can't be there in person, but I'm here. I'm here with you. You know? Well, I, I didn't have anyone. And, but now thankfully, you know, that's why I'm so determined to keep showing up and doing the work is that there, that, and speaking about it and sharing about it is that people know that help is now there and that someone can speak to that soul part of you, not just your mind, not just your physical body, that there are people that can connect and understand and translate that part of you. Yes. Um, but for me, it was books. So yeah. it doesn't always have to be like a physical be being that's right there that you can call or see. For me, like someone, I can't remember, brought Louise Hayes, you can heal your life into the hospital 20 plus years ago. Then that was my first one. And I like have a library of like, I mean, no exaggeration. So books for me yep. have been my teachers, my saviors, my learning. Um, and so they don't have to be a physical being that, you know, um, but, but pick up a book that or the book literally drops in front of you or, you know, you'll be guided to the books, but it doesn't, or now there's podcasts and, mm -hmm. you know, all sorts of ways to get that understanding and, and the language that makes sense of it all. Yeah. I want to touch on that because same thing, like that's how my, one of, one of the first ways it's not that, you know, that my spiritual journey happened with literally the book falling off the shelf, Marianne Williamson's a return to love, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but the same thing. And I always said, I didn't have any money. 
Uh, so I would like go into bookstores and just like read the books, you know, or I would save my money because books were my first teachers too. I always say books saved me. Books saved very saved similar, me. very similar. Saved me. And books, my Turn to Love, I think was the second book I got. Like, yes. Life savers. And I, this is why I'm like my great love of libraries, I say, because here's the thing is you might not have even the money to buy the book. But that's the, I always say that libraries are one of our greatest resources because they level the playing field for poor kids everywhere. Right. <laughs> so you have access to, to things. But so I want to come back to what you were saying, because it is true. There might you might not always have access to a human being. You might not even, um, um, you know, so like books and other things can be great teachers. But in your case, right, because um, I want to circle back to this whole thing about talking about like being crazy. How will I be perceived? But first, I want to talk about. So, yeah, like somebody now, somebody who's listening to this podcast there's no way that people aren't going to be like fascinated and be like, want to learn more, want to work more, you know, work with Georgie, have a super soul session. Um, so we'll make sure that they, you know, get your contact info and all that stuff at the end. But let's talk about that. So what is, like, let's just give them a little peek -see. Like, what is it to have a session with you? Like a super soul session? Because when you're talking and you're saying, you know, now there are people who can go beyond the mind, go beyond the body and tap into spirit, tap into the soul and have the language to, to help you, right? Healers as you're calling them. So what's it like to work with you in a way? Like what might a session maybe look like and how is it? Cause you mentioned earlier, your power or your way of expressing your gifts is your, your voice, you use your voice. So can we just give them a glimpse into that? Okay, so what I always say, and I'll say at the beginning of every session for people and a reminder people coming to me you know, regularly is that I am allowing your soul hijack my voice to speak back to you. So it's hearing your own truth spoken back to you, your highest self, your inner wisdom, your, the answers that are within, I'm putting words in them and voicing them back. And when you hear that voice back, it resonates like a vibration. It's like, I recognize that that feels right. That's resonates. And what that does then is gives you clarity and confidence yes. and trusting your own self. So this is about me helping you trust yourself. So that was, you're moving through your day, whatever that day looks like you're coming up with multiple choices in your day that you can trust that you're always making the decision that feels right for you and true for you. So we're developing that muscle. And by hearing someone speak it, that doesn't know you, that is no attachment to needing you to do anything in any way or, or agree, or there's no attachment um, to anything. It allows you just to totally resonate and, and connect and communicate with your soul. So I always say you can ask whatever you want to ask. So we do ask ourselves, what do I want to do about this? What's right for me? Where, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? What's this? this, this? And then we, we connect. And then five seconds later, the ego is questioning it and going, all right, what are you doing? I don't know. Is that fear? Is that really what I want? But, 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 and what if I do that? And then that, and then it. So what I do is quiet and all of that, then all the ego, all the fears, I can hear the ego and I just ask it to quiet down and I can tell you what it's saying. And I can, you know, so that you're aware of the, what might block. Uh, your connection to your soul but then i turn up the volume of your soul of your true self or your highest self 
Yeah, that's amazing. I actually wrote down here. It's so funny. It says, so you basically answered one of my next questions. So I've worked with you. So I actually know what it's like, but for the people who don't know you and who are listening, who I know their curiosity is piqued, I wanted them to kind of have an understanding of what that is. And then one of the questions I wrote down for you to dive into is like, so, you know, why do people get in their own way? Like, why do they actually need you? Because if we have, as all the great spiritual traditions tell us, you know, you have everything you need within the, you know, the kingdom of God is within you, all, all the stuff, we have all the tools, all the whatever, but we so often get in our own way. And one, two words that I wrote down to talk about you, as I says, uh, I wrote clarity and amplifier. And those are both two things that you do is like you amplify the voice, you help people to have clarity, but why do you think it is, let's just tap into this. Um, these are more, I, I just always try to think about like somebody who's at home and is listening might have these questions, right? So why do you think it is that we need somebody like you? Like, why don't we trust? Why do we get in our own way? And why do we need somebody outside of us to, for lack of a better word, give us permission or to trust or to listen to those voices that uh, we know actually exists? Because we we are so conditioned. We, so, so we have this like voice, the soul, it's truth. And then it just gets covered in layers of dust and dirt and other people's opinions and your parents and the conditioning and the environment you grew up in and the pains and the hurts that you've gone through and all this like false kind of limiting beliefs that we just piled on top. And it's like, oh, it's just covered in stuff. So what, what I'm trying to do is just clear all that dust, clear all that <laughs> dust, clear all that dust, clear all, I'll make you aware what that dust sounds like and what it looks like so that going forward, when you have an awareness, oh, there's, there's that, you know, false self or the ego or my conditioning or whatever you want to call it. Oh yeah. Okay. There it is. I know what that is. Um, but underneath, I know there's something else. So, um, it's that something else that because that's not really taught in our schooling system or education system to value that voice, that's kind of the, like, you don't trust your intuition. Like that's kind of a woo, the weird, you, you got to do what, what's the right thing to do. What's the mind deems a successful, what's the proper thing to do. What's going to get you approval. What's going to keep you in the pack. What's going to keep you in the, in the majority, what's going to help you belong. That's what you have to do. And if you do that, you'll be happy. We have now over the last, especially over the last year or so realized that wasn't really working. Yeah. So, um, yes. you know, we weren't getting happier or healthier. So, <laughs> so we're, we're starting to kind of go, Oh, there's something else. Maybe nature's calling me back. And in, in that Nate, in that time more with nature, I'm realizing that there's something I'm feeling that's deeper. Uh, I'm not really that. Happy. What do I need to change? So there's that voice now that is starting to come up and, and, collectively and be more valued and, and people are you know investing lots of money to go on retreats and you know go on all these things because they realize oh i've been i'm being a bit out of balance so um why do we need permission because we haven't we've never been told that it's okay to to listen to that voice let alone trust it so yes. um we do need people to say okay start listening to that and just don't trust me but when you start listening to that and taking action from that, how does it feel? Yes. How does your life start to change? What starts manifest? What starts coming into your life? Yes. So don't trust what I'm saying that this is going to feel good. Do it and see how it feels. And then you start to trust it. 
and because you get such positive feedback and then you trust it more and then that muscle builds and then it builds and then you start to have faith in it and then it's actually starting to have faith in yourself so it's the taking action from the voice that actually builds the muscle creates the faith creates the trust and then you start seeing what starts coming back and how different you feel and that's what you trust is how different it feels when you're listening to your soul and taking action from that place compared to when you're listening to all the limitations and the fears and the worries there's a very distinct difference in how you're going to feel and what your day is going to feel like and how and what you're going to experience in your life and trust the feelings not me but i need to give you permission to trust it because because we live in a world where we aren't um, collectively given permission. So you do need somebody to say, it's okay. Like, like a parent, like I do with my kids, try it, go try it, go, it's okay, <laughs> go, go, go. And I'm right here and I'll hold the space and I'll be here for you to come back and tell me how that feels. And, and then we're going to build on that. We're going to build on that. So we do need that kind of parent, that kind of energy. Yeah, yeah, so I, that's a perfect jumping off point. So thank you for that wonderful answer. And uh, it's I, I just know that it's going to be so helpful to people at home who are so curious um, and uh, who I just know are getting lit up by this conversation. So you mentioned your kids and you mentioned like, all right, go off and try and like have the experience and how you feel and what a powerful way that is um, to raise children, to trust their own experience, to trust their own feelings, and to tune into uh, what it is that they're seeing and feeling and hearing. Like, go and have the experience and then report back and let's talk about what that was like. And I'm just so curious about this because I've been to Ireland. I've, I've had... Um, uh, I know that there are obviously different pots. I didn't go to the whole country, but I just know my own energetic experience of being in Ireland was just like, mm. I knew how it felt in Egypt, like in Egypt, like that's a whole story for another day. Like that was, I mean, they were all life-changing trips. You know, I went with Marianne Williamson on these spiritual pilgrimages in my twenties, uh, first to Egypt for two weeks, then to England and to Ireland. And moving through Ireland, and there was just something about it. And, um, and, and it's making me think of it because of your kids, because I know sometimes when you take your kids on walks, you talk about the fairies and visiting the fairies. So this concept, I think, of raising your children and the possibility of magic and something beyond just what we see, right? Going into the realm of feeling. I don't even know if I really have a fucking question. I just want you to talk about maybe, if you can, do you think... Maybe this is the question, like, cause I know like when I was in Ireland on the Hill of Tara, that's when Marianne asked me to come and work with her and live with her and do this stuff. So I have an, I have a love for the country, but do you think there's something about the energy of Ireland? Just having been there, like, can you talk a little bit about like the land of the fairies and those things, like, and how magical, like, is there a little extra, a little extra sprinkle of fairy dust there or what? I think so. I like to, I mean, our history is so ancient, but we have a history of, of healers and, um, this, this seeing what we can't see and, and faith in that and belief in that. And, and, uh, you know, obviously the Catholic the churches came in and kind of tried to control it and, you know, but, 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 um, 
it's coming back, you know, this, this, it's in the land. It's in yes. like we fairy, <clears throat> sorry, when my voice goes, when I start channeling a lot of that energy, the fairy forts are like, you can't build on them still to this day. Like builders cannot build on where the fairies, you know, you don't want to mess with the king of the fairies. Like you'll be cursed. Like there's a lot of like ancient, ancient, same with yes. Egypt. Like there's, there's just pockets where there's more healers like there's certain energy that that supports healers supports that ancient wisdom that's coming through that ancient and you know it's very like you can be the seventh son of the seventh son it's passed on you know the healing there's like people that in the community would have the, the cure the cure for the burns the cure for certain things you go to those people still to the and they pray over you or they give you some so it's very much part of of the, the the language the history um so so like my kids like there's fairy trails there's fairy doors the fairies like every day in our walk that's like you, you know you stop the fairies at the much the mushroom the toadstool and there's there's uh you know they talk about the fairies if, if something's downstairs when they come down in the morning that's being moved they're like all oh, the fairies were here last night they're so mischievous and you know that part but i really think on that point of like the feeling, I think the word feel needs to be used a lot more. I think that's the energy we're moving into. So, you know, my son there in soccer camp this weekend mm -hmm. and uh, he comes home and says, I, why I scored the winning goal, mom, you know, are you proud of me? And I was like, well, how did you feel when you scored it? So it's like, how do you feel? How do you feel? How do you feel? It's we, we've got to start trusting our, our, what feels right to us, our truth. Um, you know, because because we need that now to navigate forward to create the changes of the world's needs and, and and just, you know, so I think using the word feel in your day instead of like, what do I think? Yes. What do I feel? What do I feel is right? What do I feel? How does this make me feel? Not what I think it's going to make me feel. Go and try it. Go and experience it. How does it feel? So then you know the difference between what feels stressful and tight and constricted and and creates anxiety and what feels expansive and peaceful and loving and free. Yeah. Yes. I, I love what you're saying. Um, I, I love what you're saying so much. First of all, the little kid in me, uh, I used to run near, near where I live right now. There's a woman and I think she must've passed away and it just makes me so sad. But every year when I would, she, you know, pulls it in for the winter, but every year I would run by her house and she literally had like under this big tree, it was this little fairy village that she put out and it was like little mushrooms and fairy house. And every time I ran, I would stop, I would run with my phone. This was before they had like uh, leggings and shorts with pockets, right? I, but I even carry it. Cause I'm like, I'm taking a picture of the fairy house. Maybe it's out. It speaks to something so innocent in us. Yeah, something, so, sorry, go ahead playful it's it's, yes. it's it's we're taking things way too seriously like you know connecting with your soul it feels fun playful it's that it's that love that before we got the conditioning kind of clouded over us it, it, it we didn't question it was simple it was fun it was playful it's joyful it's it's that that those feelings what evokes those feelings in you and you know fairies evoke that feeling so we know when we connect to them then we're we're in that vibration and we're much more likely to to be speaking from that place than from vibrating in that place which attracts yes. more experiences which we're likely to then give pass on to everyone that connects with us so you know Ireland is very it's the it's the history it's the the power in the land it's like there's 
Hilatara and Newgrange, there's so many places I could, yes. you know, and, um, but, but we get, you know, if you're building a house and if people will check the land, you know, check that there's not trauma there, you know, that's kind of not standard, but certainly pretty recognized. It, it got forgotten for a while. It's coming back. Um, so, you know, I would, you know, check the land, check the ley lines, check where your house is on, um, you know, because you could move a mile down the road and feel completely different. So it's trusting yes. those feelings. Like people would get me to go into houses. Like I remember one of our friends getting us, they were looking at buying this old house and doing it up and they're calling. They were like, would, would I go in and check the energy? And I go in, I was like, ah, like, I was like, oh my God, my husband, he's like, so embarrassing. She's like running out of the house, like, ah! <laughs> no, don't buy the house. It's like, you know, it's like, don't. And they're like, the poor estate agent or you called a real estate agent. But, you know, this is like, like I would want to know, like I'm not buying a house where someone died in that room and there was like crucifix. I was like, you know, it, you got to, but, but it's trusting when you walk into a house or a space or you're with someone. Ooh, does this feel right to me? Like something in my body saying, step back or or go forward and and people are wanting to know how to trust that what does it feel like so i know then when i get that feeling that that's my soul or that's you know yeah so i can imagine so what just came into my mind was i remember i had a yoga student who didn't stop practicing until she was in her 70s Wow. And she was very rigid and her body was very stiff, but so was her personality, right? Her whole being was just very rigid. And uh, slowly over the course of time, she literally started to look different. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make my point. She started mm -hmm. to look different and she had more color in her face. It was literally like she was coming back to life. She was more flexible, but she was more flexible in her personality and all these things. Mm -hmm. And one day I remember asking her, you know, how she had gotten to the place. Cause she used to tell me things. It's not like I just went up to her and was judging her, but we were having a conversation and I was asking her about it. And one of the things she said to me that always stayed with me. And I can imagine somebody who's listening to you speak right now, have this question. And I'm going to ask you in a second, but I remember her saying to me is that she didn't like to move too much because when she moved, she started to feel. And a lot of people get overwhelmed mm -hmm. by their feelings. It's why we have so many people who try to numb themselves, distract themselves mm -hmm. from their feelings. So um, what if somebody's listening and they're like, um, I'm afraid if I feel my feelings, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. I'm afraid if I feel my feelings, I'm going to go crazy. I'm afraid if I feel like a lot of kids, like you and I have talked about this, who have trauma. It's like up and out of the body. Like it's just too much for the nervous system, right? So you may or may not have an answer to this, but what if there's somebody who's listening who maybe, or like think about young men, especially here in the United States, who are not allowed to feel their feelings. So, so to cry and to have feelings makes you weak. You're a pussy, you're this, you're that, right? So do you have any just maybe gentle guidance for people who maybe are a little afraid of their feelings? Yeah, we're all afraid of our feelings me included it's like <laughs> uh, like don't get i'm not sitting here going i want to feel all my feelings all the time I'm like what's that oh dear god like woo. um but what i would always say is you start small and you start very gently and that could be that you go on your walk or you're doing your daily exercise and just take one minute of silence without ear pods in 
without distraction, just say, I'm just going to sit here and just ask myself, how do I feel? And nothing might come to you. A word might come to you, nothing. And you do that every day for a year. Who knows? You do it slowly, slowly as you're comfortable, preferably with someone or, you know, having some support where I have a safe space where I can talk about what might come up. Mm -hmm. um, that's ideally that you have a friend or, or, or a therapist or, or somebody, a teacher, whatever, a coach, like, mm -hmm. as in, you know, that I, I, I'm feeling this, I don't know what it makes. I don't know. Does it make any sense? I don't know what it means. I just feel this, but you start with a little bit of silence every day with no distractions. That's what you start with. If it's a minute, but silence with no distractions, that's, and just do a minute, just do a minute. Then you might start doing, you know, five minutes of just sitting with no distractions where I normally would put on the TV or look at my phone or read a book. I'm just going to sit here for a few minutes and just ask myself, how am I feeling? How am I feeling? And you get comfortable with that. Yes. And then maybe you do a bit of yoga. Then you maybe do things that, you know, bring more things up. Maybe you go for, you know, a healing massage or energy or acupuncture or things that are going to start to mm. awaken the, the stuff you suppressed. Yes. But you're doing it in a safe space with an acupuncturist or with a, you know, you're doing it with someone who's hopefully holding the space. And again, like anyone you go and see, if you don't get a good feeling, you get out the door. You know? <laughs> exactly. So you go to someone that makes you feel safe. So trust your gut with people for a hundred percent sure. Trust your gut with people. If something feels off, something's off. Get out. Um, so you do you do that. That's what I would say with feelings is you don't go right in there and go right. I'm gonna peel off everything. I just I want to feel everything, everything. Mm -mm. One minute of silence by asking the question, how do I feel today? How do I feel? How am I feeling? And just sit there. That's all you have to do. And the feelings will just come up as you're ready. You are never sent anything you can't handle. So, and then, you know, if, if a lot comes up, hmm, is there someone I could talk to that I could just share this with? Just voice it, just voice it out because that gets it out. And then you get more comfortable hearing it. And then you get more comfortable with the words. And then you get more, oh, I don't have to be frightened. Someone's saying, oh, that's okay. That's okay. I felt that. Or, Ugh. and then it gives you greater permission to just, yes. this is safe. This is okay. There are people that get this. There's people that feel the same. There's people that have the same things going on. I'm not weird. I'm not crazy. Oh, okay. I'll just let more come up very gently is my, is my thinking is that I, I, I think you need to start, you build a muscle up. You don't go and run a marathon straight away. You build a muscle up mm -hmm. and then it's able to handle it. You're conditioned to hold the space for feelings. I love that. Thank you so much. So again, because I know you and love you so much, again, I keep trying to put myself into the shoes of somebody who, who doesn't know you again, whose heart is feeling called towards you and like, oh my God, I love this. And, but they have these, these questions. And so, um, one of the other, one of the other questions that, um, came to me is there might be somebody listening who suspects that maybe they have some sort of a gift. Mm -hmm. And they're maybe a little bit afraid of that because you very recently 
Um, you very recently did an uh, Instagram live. So, and how can how can people find you on Instagram? What's your handle? Georgina Durkin. So G O R G I N A D U R C A N, and that's when I share my daily life. I try and share, you know things that I just think are going to help. I only ever show up when it feels like this is going to help or this is going to guide. It's, um, and I just share my truth when it, when I feel it's right, when I feel called to, when it feels like loving, there's no, um, um, pressure on me to share. I feel like, nope, I share what, what I feel is going to help. That's, that's all I do. Um, that's the best place to find me. Actually. I think I, I, it's real and it's, um, it's the practical stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so before I ask my question, I just want to make sure that people know how to go check you out. So you recently did an Instagram live where you were talking about, I think the title was something like, um, uh, am I crazy or will they think I'm crazy or what? Right. So I want to dive into this a little bit because there might be some people out there who, um, suspect, like I said, like maybe they have a gift or they're deeply sensitive or deeply intuitive. And so often it's so interesting uh, how I think in culture and society that uh, the, the, how do I say this? They almost want us not to trust ourselves. First of all, <laughs> don't have self-knowledge or self-wisdom. And I always say there's nothing more dangerous than a, a woman who uh, knows herself um, mm-hmm. and uh, is not afraid to use her voice. So, uh, and I mean, dangerous in a positive way, like get in good trouble, you know, John Lewis, get in good trouble. Um, but so if there's somebody out there who is like, I'm afraid to talk about my gifts or to put myself out there or to do an Instagram live where I'm talking about these things. So can you just tell me what the inspiration for that? Because it sounds like a long time ago, you kind of made peace with the fact that you have these gifts. So, um, so maybe we can talk about this twofold, like what inspired you to do it again so recently to talk about it? Because um, I think somewhere in that video you said, I just decided I'm going to start talking about this more and like putting it out there or something. So, and then also if somebody else is listening, is there just a little like little love note you can extend to your fellow, uh, you know, really gifted people who maybe have gifts similar to yours? And I think this is kind of a great kind of, you know, like 360 on what we talked about, you know, from how you, you became so, you know, whisper how to, to kind of sort of show I would, the reason I did it was because I feel that um, the world needs a lot of healing right now. It needs a lot of love. We know, we know all that. We're not going to get into all of that. You know, that was a whole other conversation. And so what I'm trying to do is help people who are out there who feel they can help, they can serve, they can share, they can guide, they can support, they can love on this earth that they, that they, they come out and it, they feel safe to come out and say, I can, I can help here. I can help you know, let me roll up my sleeves. Where do you need me? And so that, that's why, why I felt like, okay, I need to speak again and, and, and say that there's people that get you. There's people that support you. There's people like you come out, yes. come out, come out, roll come up, out, come out wherever you are. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like, um, don't believe us, but anyway, um, so no, that's not the, that's Charlie the job library, isn't it? Where's the munchkins. The munchkins. Yes. Um, so, so yeah. So it's like um, my two favorite movies, Barlow, Charlie, John Factory, and Wizard of Oz. But anyway, um, so it, it was that was the timing because it's needed. And if you are thinking, I have these gifts, I don't know what to do, I don't even know how to use them myself, I don't know what they are, find a teacher, find a, find somebody because it's like any skill. You know, if you want to learn how to 
play a musical instrument, if you want to learn a new language, you go in and you get a teacher that you trust and that you like and that you have fun with and you learn from them and they can guide you and they say, you know, move your hands slightly here or, you know, do this or do that or kind of just guide. You need support. I, I think it's, yeah, I would not be here if it wasn't for my healers, teachers that I, that I, I, I just wouldn't because it, they made sense of, oh, when I feel this in my hand or, oh, when that comes in, what does that mean? And they give you the practical um, way to, they don't give you the gifts. They don't, you know, bestow it on you and say, I'm going to give you the gift. You need me to do what you do. They just give you the language, the container, the tweaks, the, the little pointers, the tips. Oh yeah, when that comes in, that might mean that. So try that, and then and and then you you feel much more comfortable. So so you know, and now we have you know access to a lot of teachers. that said, be it a book, be it a physical form, be it online, be it you know someone you just but trust your gut with teachers. I mean, deeply trust. Yes. Your gut deeply trust your gut so you know if something feels off don't try and figure out what the off is just know something <laughs> feels off and just there, if, if there's an off there there's an on somewhere else so you know there yes. will be on somewhere else but 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 know the difference and um and then find that teacher and then then start practicing yeah so i think one of the things i also wanted to add on to that i agree with everything that you said um, I think one of the things that teachers can do is they really also normalize your experience. Yeah. Like, so you really know you're not alone, that other people get this and whatever. And I love what you were saying about uh, if there's a, if this is an off and a no, there's a yes and an on somewhere else. So um, I think we have to be, because I think nowadays with very skillful marketing, um, people who maybe uh, have no right to be hanging the shingle and doing the work and taking your money and whatever, because the number one thing is like, just how like doctors have that oath, like first do no harm. Spiritual teachers, we have that same responsibility. And, but not all, not all teachers, unfortunately, Unfortunately, are in integrity or ethical, or they fancy themselves more capable. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just being honest. They fancy yeah. themselves more capable than they are. And we can do a lot of harm. We mm -hmm. can really hurt people if we mm -hmm. do not have, like, if somebody is not, if you have a lot of trauma, you want to work with somebody who is trauma informed, who has trauma skill sets, mm -hmm. who knows how to actually help you. Mm -hmm. And so, that's really important. And so one of the other things I wanted to touch on, if you could just speak to this a little bit too, is that because I love what you're saying and I always say it, I know Meg says it and I know you've said it because I know you study with teachers, right? So the importance of even teachers having teachers, mentors mm -hmm. having mentors, coaches having coaches and healers having healers, like the importance of, of that and why in your own journey and experience, it's been helpful to you. Because I think sometimes people just think like, oh, at some point you just go, oh, I've got this. I'm all set. I don't, like you said, every single day I have to recommit and realign and do it. So maybe we can just talk about why yeah. you find having somebody who went before you being so helpful. Because I'm human, because I have an ego, because I have, <laughs> um, I can't see my own stuff. Sometimes I need someone to like last week, I had a session with a teacher who works is a Byron Katie facilitator. And I because I could I noticed a lot of my condition fear, limiting beliefs were showing up loud. And I'm like, right, okay, let's who who came into my who do I need to go? Oh yeah, this boom and book it. And I don't like that's to me in integrity because 
I'm not, I'm, I'm showing up. Like, I'm like, I recognize I'm in fear here. I recognize I'm, I've got fear showing up. Where can I go to work on this? And, um, that makes me stronger learner. I'm, I'm, I'm always learning God, you know, and, and I'm human. So the human experience needs guidance, assistance, support, yes. help. The soul knows it's like, that's is fine. You're going to come do it. But the human experience needs to learn, needs to understand, needs to put words on it, needs to um, compartmentalize. It needs to label. It needs to figure it out. You know, the humanness needs to figure that out. And I'm, I'm a, you know, a spiritual being, I'm a human experience. So I have to honor the human experience. Yes. So I need help. And if I didn't, I'd be in an Island sitting on my own, you know, thinking I, you know, I don't need anybody and you know, I've died. Like that's, that's, I, I, I'd be gone. There's no reason for me being here. So, so to me, it's like part of the human experience to learn, to, um, to show up, to just grow, um, to, to try things to, you know, it, that's part of the sort of human fun experiments. If we, mm -hmm. if we see it more as fun, it's not, don't take it so seriously because I need help. It's nothing wrong with me. Like, I, it's it, let this be fun let this let me just learn let it be fun yes. like the child is learning it's fun for them yeah they don't go oh this is so serious like when they're younger you know it's like this is fun what am i going to learn ah, cool. ah, oh teach me more what what i know my kids like why 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 is this oh. why is this that's I'm funny. still, I'm still why, 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 let's see, like the fact that you need help or support is fun. I get to learn. I get to learn yes. about myself. Thank you. Learn about how I'm blocking myself. Cool. Cool. I get to learn why I'm blocking myself. Great. So I won't have to keep doing that and fall against the hole in the ground every time I can ground <laughs> it. Yeah. So it's like, it's great. It's, it's, it's see, see the fact that you need help is as a fun way to learn more about yourself. And, um, well, and, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I brought, I wanted to bring it up because I think that people sometimes put spiritual teachers up on this pedestal. And I always say, I'm like, Oh, don't put me up there. Cause you like to move me right from the pedestal to the crucifixion. You go, you go right from hailing me and wanting me to be this thing. And then you yeah. like tear you down. Right. So I think that normalizing that those of us who lead also need help. And there's a reason why sometimes I have sessions with you and like, you know, all these different things, because I think it, there is a, it is a, a very important aspect of, of sitting in these roles or whatever, uh, mm -hmm. where you maintain your humility and your humbleness to know that, yeah, I am a spiritual being. Yes, I am an extension of God. Yes, I am the light of the world. Yes, I am all pure love. And sometimes I take detours into fear. And as the Course in Miracles calls them, sometimes I forget myself. Sometimes yeah. I, you know, I've got my own blocks and barriers to love, whatever. And knowing that it doesn't mean that you aren't still incredibly skillful and an incredible helper, but to normalize that getting help and being vulnerable is part of our strength and our power. Yeah. So Georgie, uh, I'm going to have a couple other things I want to say, but I always think, because I know that you also have a podcast. Um, mm -hmm. So can you just tell people the name of that? Yeah, it's the Soul Side of Podcast. I've taken a little break for the summer. I'll come back in September and start when my kids are off. I kind of take a break for the summer, uh, but it's the Soul Side of Podcast and um, that's there uh, where I've talked about my story and my journey and anything that really just channels through me. Uh, but an Instagram, as I said, I share every day. So 
Yeah. yeah. So the reason what I was leading up to that is you and I had a conversation one time about your podcast and we were talking about um, questions that like we'd love to ask that don't always get asked on shows and things like that. So I was just wondering if there's any question that I haven't asked you that you would love to be asked or to talk about, or is there any final thing that is arising uh, within you that you just might want to share before I kind of uh, mention a couple of other things as we start to wrap up. But is there anything that you wish I had asked that I didn't ask? Oh gosh, what a question. Really, because I, you know, we we totally trust that what comes up yes. is exactly what meant what's meant to come. <laughs> um, but there just might be something that's lighting you up right now or something you're excited about. And it's no pressure. You might say, no, I feel like it's covered, but I like to just leave a little room there in case there's a project you're working on or something that you're creating right now that you're super excited about, or if there's just anything that uh, channels or comes through for you. You know what? It's about the word truthfulness just keeps coming in as I ask that question of just the question I'm asking myself every day is how can I be even more truthful? And the words even more imply that I already am. So it's like, how can I be even more truthful with myself? I'm really trying not to tell any lies and to myself or to anyone else. So I think we really need to start becoming really truthful with ourselves and others. So that's what came to me when I asked because I showed up here as a channel and to how it can serve and trust that whatever comes through is exactly what you need to hear whoever's listening. Yes. And when I asked, is there anything that you want? I, it, was, it was actually not, it was, I just want to leave you with the question. How can I be even more truthful to myself and others today? I love that so much, Georgie. I love you so much. And thank Aww. you for taking all this time out of your day to be with me, to be the listen, be with the listeners who uh, tune into the show. I just know they're going to adore you the way that maybe not the way that I do, because I have, I know you, but they will, they will start to fall in love with you. And I'm so excited. Um, and you guys, you'll, I will give you all of her contact information in the show notes and stuff. It's georginadurkin.com. You can find her at, her name is simply her handle on Instagram. Um, she, you can work with her one-to-one. -one. You can get a session with her. But Georgie also does this other thing, which I am get excited about selfishly. I'm just selfish. I'll just be honest. I'm selfishly happy about it. But I had, um, Georgie and I had talked about it. And I also have a membership called The Nest. And um, one of the things, Georgie has already been a guest teacher in The Nest this past year. And people just loved her, went gaga, went gaga for Georgie. Uh, and, um, and I just thought to myself, the world just, my people just need a little more Georgie, don't they? So I asked her, I said, hey, you can totally say no, no pressure, but would you consider coming into the nest as a recurring guest teacher? And we worked it out. And so I am so thrilled to announce that Georgie is gonna be coming into the nest like every other month to do her like in a group session way. So if you wanna work with her one-to-one, -one, book it and pay my girl cause she's worth every penny. But if you wanna be able to experience her in a group setting to get these like little like group uh, uh, super soul sessions, you guys, it's one of my favorite added bonuses and additions to the desk and I'm so thrilled. And uh, it is truly, truly, truly <clears throat> an honor. And what a blessing 
that our, our paths have crossed in this lifetime. I just feel like as soon as we met, it was like ding, 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 ding. It like lit up and I, I feel so honored and happy to have you as a friend, uh, as a colleague, as a peer. Uh, and I'm just so delighted. And I'm just so, I'm so thrilled for my nest members because the people who I, because in September, I, so those of you who are listening, I'm opening up the doors in September. Um, I'm doing a public launch to open the doors up to the nest. Uh, and so I'll be talking about Georgie more later, letting people know. Uh, but I'm so excited because they have no idea what they're about to experience with you. They have oh. no idea the blessing and the gift. Uh, or maybe they do have to listen to this podcast, but I'm just saying it is, uh, I get so, like you tell my little kid is like my little kid so excited right now because we get to play, we get to play. So just thank you for saying yes and for being my friend and for being oh. who you are. And most importantly, for answering the call. When the call came, you, I always say you had you know, even though you were afraid, because that's something we didn't talk a lot about today, but there's that fear, right? There's a lot of fear. Like when we were, we were using similar words, but it's like this fear of what will happen if I say yes to this. And so the work that you've done, the stuff that you've been through, the way that you've been resilient, and I call you have hardiness, you have hardiness, right? That you, um, you had the courage and the guts, and I call it the balls, the chutzpah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, to keep saying yes every day. And thank God for us that you do. Oh, God. There are no words other than thank you. And uh, thank you for being at my table. Thank you for your words. And that we get to serve together, that we get to support together. We get to do this. This is joy. This is fun. This is just pure joy, pure fun. And I am forever grateful for anyone that gives me a space to share my truth and to serve. Anyone that gives me that has given me permission to be me. And the joy and the fun that I receive is far greater than what you're receiving. So. Oh, I never want you to be anything else but you. I love you so much. And so before we go, I always say uh, a little goodbye to my, to my listeners. And so you guys, if you're listening and any part of this um, spoke to you, piqued your curiosity, called to your heart, uh, please follow up. Trust that instinct to connect uh, with Georgie. And if you want um, a double dose, and here's the other thing. You heard me mention my beautiful friend, uh, our mutual friend, Meg Haynes, uh, who I call Meg's. Um, but Meg's is also going to be a recurring guest teacher, and she's also another powerful teacher. So it's going to be like the trifecta, man. It's going to be like the triumvirate of these powerful women, which I'm so excited about. Um, but so you guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Karen Kenny Show family. Um, I see you and I feel you and I appreciate you and I celebrate you. I'm so grateful to have you uh, in my life and as a part of my world. Uh, and definitely if you loved this episode, uh, send up a flare and let me know and I will pass on your love notes to Georgie. Um, but also wherever you go, may you leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love 
to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.